Greetings, everyone. Uh, hello, sisters, and hello, brothers. My name is Grant Lee Saunders, and I am a Birupai man on Birupai country. Uh, welcome, everybody. I want to acknowledge other Aboriginal people who will be listening and watching this on YouTube and to elders past, present and emerging. Uh, this is my first podcast, okay? Uh, won't be my last, hopefully. I just am getting a little bit sick and tired of the propaganda that's being fed to us through the federally funded ABC, National Broadcaster here in Australia. Uh, on the Yes 23 campaign, meaning uh, the vote for yes in the upcoming referendum, which will go ahead, the referendum will go ahead on the 14th of October. So I've got six weeks to uh, give you a little insight into the grey areas between the Yes 23 campaign and the racist no uh, guys led by Peter Dutton and the leader of the National Party. I've forgotten his name now. Little Proud. David Little Proud? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there is this no campaign, which is a lot of fear-mongering and what a lot of people uh, just say out-and-out out racist. Uh, their reasoning for saying no. And also that there's not enough information. And so I agree with that aspect of things, that there's not enough information and... Uh, how can we really possibly be making a decision on something we really don't have much background information on or what it's really about and what it might look like uh, in the future? The Australian uh, Electoral Commission, if they don't endorse you, you cannot go out there and spruik why uh, you were voting yes or why you're voting no. It's either... Uh, this this mob over here, the Labour um, people, or this mob over here, the Liberal Nationals. Now, um, there is what's called a progressive no that is led by Lydia Thorpe, Senator Lydia Thorpe, independent senator, uh, and representing the Aboriginal sovereign movement. Uh, we'll get into sovereignty uh, a little later, uh, and hopefully we can get Senator Thorpe on the show uh, because this is a show about deadly voices. So voices that don't get a lot of airplay. And I'm talking about dangerous voices, dissenting voices. So the dissenting part of this podcast is introducing the listener, you, the audience, to some... Uh, alternative truths that might make you feel uncomfortable, um, that might make you angry, might make you very sad. Uh, so I just want to put the warning out there that, you know, this can get pretty uh, heavy. 
uh, I've had a lot of experience working with and surrounding myself with uh, other Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal allies who are all a part of the movement and the movement is for uh, land rights, for reparations, for treaty and for self-determination. There is a pan-Aboriginality when it comes to politics and the history of dispossession um, and colonization and all colonialism because colonialism is present today in our systems of society, be it, you know, the criminal justice system, the health system, the education system, and so on. So there are things that unite us uh, like those things, but we're very different in many ways. Um, and it is impossible for a group of uh, indigenous leaders to be um, speaking on behalf of, you know, uh, all of us. So that's one criticism. The other thing is, is that out of the Uluru Statement from the Heart, there were two other objectives, and that was truth-telling, to um, put together a, a truth-telling commission um, in order to uh, educate Australians on the real history of this country and what we are facing still to this day. So... Uh, and the other thing was treaty. Now, we are the only country in the Commonwealth um, that have not got a treaty with the monarchy. It is long overdue. It is now over 200 years. We have got a situation here where uh, you have this referendum that is choosing one aspect of the Uluru Statement of the Heart and they've chosen the voice. And uh, it's no a surprise that that has been chosen because it's the easiest option, really. Um, and the voice is seen by a lot of our people, um, including me, as a symbolic gesture and an easy way out because we deserve a lot better. We have been fighting for a long, long time uh, to get to this point where we've had some wins, uh, but many losses. And that's because we have successive governments who do not listen. So I do not see that another advisory body like ATSIC or Aboriginals Talking Shit in Canberra or ASTIC, um, as they are, you know, sometimes known, or the Department of Aboriginal Affairs or the Council for Reconciliation. So we've had advisory groups uh, advising governments on uh, what would be the best way to police Aboriginal people, for instance. This program, this series, the first series is all about the voice and I'm hoping to get uh, some major players out there and maybe some minor players, that's cool. I want everyone, I want to hear all the voices that are not being heard at the moment. Um, so 
to give people, uh, you know, a bit of an insight into what our lives are about, what we stand for, and also why we don't support this referendum and why we may not even turn up to the um, voting booth or why we will say no. So it, it's peculiar, I know, because everyone out there is showing so much love and support, which I fully appreciate. I fully appreciate that because we've got no problem on the ground um, between Aboriginal people and non-Indigenous allies. But we have a lot of problems in our uh, social system, especially the criminal justice system. We're still the most overrepresented people in the world in prison. One of the main reasons I'm against uh, the Yes campaign is because uh, there is a racist section in the Constitution, Section 51XXVI in Roman numerals is 26. So section 5126, in essence, it's about giving the federal government the powers to make decisions for and on behalf of uh, other races or other ethnicities, uh, including Aboriginal people. If the government of the day has still got that section in the constitution to rely upon to trump whatever uh, advice the so-called voice uh, gives the government. So it's it's like a toothless tiger, just like the UN, UN has been uh, admonished for. So there is a a declaration in the UN called the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, or UNDRIP, UNDRIP, uh, and it sets out a number of articles, 48, I, I think, um, on the rights of Indigenous peoples. So just, uh, you know, verbatim, I'm just going to quote um, a section out of here in the uh, little preamble. Um, it's about recognising the urgent need to respect and promote the inherent rights of Indigenous peoples which derive from their political, economic and social structures and from their cultures, spiritual traditions, histories and philosophies, especially their rights to their lands, territories and resources. Further recognising the urgent need to respect and promote the rights of Indigenous peoples affirmed in treaties, agreements and other constructive arrangements with states. So that's just a little excerpt and that was written in 2007. So here is UNDRIP with Aboriginal uh, leaders representing Aboriginal Australia in these matters, social justice criminal justice matters, going to the UN, like a special envoy to the UN, to talk about what our concerns are and to have the United Nations Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous Peoples General Assembly written out with 48 articles of recommendations on how the government should engage with Indigenous peoples. So... These things, when I say it's a toothless tiger, is that 
yeah, it looks great on paper, but the Australian government of the day has the choice of taking them on or not. So it is, it is powerless and the voice is powerless. The voice will be powerless. What we need, according to Michael Mansell, who is a Tasmanian uh, Aboriginal man, who is a lawyer, as well as social justice advocate or activist. Um, and he's been around forever, uh, advocating for social justice, but also land rights and reparations. And also arguing that uh, to have true self-determination, we need to acknowledge sovereignty and to have sovereign lands and to perhaps even have a seventh state. And he says that we need more Senate seats. We need uh, to have at least one Aboriginal person representing each state in the Senate. That's where we have true power. That's where we see and hear our voices being heard. And you have uh, people who can move motions and have them supported. Uh, the voice to Parliament is like a body outside of Parliament. And Mansell actually... Um, uh, equates them to a group of people handing uh, notes through the window of Parliament and hoping that someone reads them. Uh, that's how powerful this uh, voice to Parliament will be. It's symbolic and I get it that a lot of good, well-meaning uh, white Australians and other non-Indigenous peoples uh, want to support it because on the surface it seems like the right thing to do and I've actually heard people say that and I've actually heard people say it's a start well you know when are we ever going to get to the finish line I think we've had a lot of starts uh, it started with the 1967 referendum which you know was an overwhelmingly supported uh, referendum in the in the yes camp so over 90 percent of australians voted now this is the thing is that they voted for human rights for indigenous peoples they voted for equality they voted for equity in in the workforce in education and all other sectors of society but what we got was something very different and not so revolutionary, let's say. There are myths out there that say that the 67 referendum uh, allowed Aboriginal people to vote and gave them citizenship. Well, no, that we already had that. So the 67 referendum, all it did was give control of Aboriginal people from the states to the federal government to make overarching decisions about education, health, welfare, whatever. And then the other thing was to count us on the census. Yeah, so that's if, if that section of the Constitution was taken out altogether, we might all start to enjoy some equality and equity. And this affects Aboriginal people ultimately it's the majority of the country and non-Aboriginal people. We make up just 3%. And so it is, it is another paternalistic way 
of governing the Aboriginal problem. It's, it's leaving it up to non-Indigenous people to decide what's best for us. We know what's best for us. We know we need self-determination. We know we need land rights. And we know we need a treaty. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can catch this on Spotify, on Amazon, we're on YouTube. We're coming at you not so live, but very, very deadly. If you want to be on the show, please hit me up through my website, sonicnomad.com.au. On the contact page, you can send me a message and say you want to be on the show. Please let me know. Give me a call. Anyway, love is love is all. And look, I fully appreciate you wanting to support us. I really do. But I want you to know all the information before you go out and say yes or no. Okay? That's all. That's all. I do not accept that there is underlying racism in this country. I have always taken a more optimistic view of the character of the people. They want you to wear the red, white, and blue. Southern Cross car stickers and tattoo. All the things that make you true blue. Ozzy, Ozzy, oi, oi, ready to stamp you. But we are kind of classic, meaning we don't reveal your icons. Like Walsing Matilda, Nick Kelly, or any of your lexicons. You beat up on Muslims and Indians Cause they don't share the same patriotism Well I will get patriotic when we stop our idiotic Commotion For meat pies, VBs, Vegemite and Holdens Man our culture is based on being a bogan Face up to the facts Stubby's thongs and poor cats are our artifacts Along with Paul Hogan I Throw another shrimp in the barbie mate Celebrate such a day when our people didn't even get a say until 1967 when we were considered citizens. Before that, we were on the floor and fauna list. Well, let me tell ya, the 26th of January celebrates the arrival of the first fleet. But ain't this obsolete, complete with Captain Cook and Arthur Philippe? When are we gonna overturn this popular history? Celebrate characters like Jaeger, Jandamara, Windradine, Truganini, or Pemmelweed. Can we? You think? Hey,
rise up against this day that don't mean shit to you and me. We need a day that celebrates our collective memories, our multiple identities in unity. Australia Day for you and me. 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 Australia Day. Australia Day For you and me A-U-S 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 A-U-S